welcome to a podcast for Redefined Sisters. We are a discipling community of women flourishing in faith and redefined by the gospel. Our deepest desire is to equip women to be deeply rooted in the word of God and live in community with one another. Welcome back, ladies, to the Redefined Sisters podcast. To begin, we always like to start with a fun question. So let's browse my favorite clothing boutique this week. And we will link that in the description box so you can um, shop online if you choose. You're going to pick your top three favorite graphic tees, but Jordan and I are also going to pick our top three. So this is going to show us your sweet personality and you get to see our personality. So I will go first and then Jordan can share hers with us. So when I was browsing the site, I would definitely have to go with the retro summer vibes, Grace and Hustle and Hey Y'all. And probably Mama, because I can't stick with three, as you know. So Jordan, what are your favorites? Well, I'm definitely looking at the Sunshine State of Mind, the Dreamer World Tour, and there's one that has a lightning bolt with leopard print. So I thought those were really fun. Yeah, those are fun. I like that. So ladies, now it's your turn to go browse and pick and select uh, the graphic tee that best showcases your personality. Well, welcome to our July summer series. This week, we're having a fun conversation about kindness, specifically the kindness of God and practicing kindness. So let's quickly review our understanding over how the flesh and the spirit are opposed to one another. In Galatians chapter 5, I'm going to help us review that in verses 16 through 26, so we can live and abide in the spirit this week. I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things as I warned you before that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and being one another. So let's review our key verse for this series. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. And that's Galatians 5.1. So ladies, pour a cup of coffee or tea, grab your journal, and join us as we dig into a new fruit of the Spirit in the book of Galatians. This will be perfect for summer. Listen along anytime, anywhere. 
I, Emily, will be your host, joined by my dear friend, Jordan. Hi, ladies. She is also the co-founder of Redefine Sisters, and we are thankful for you and your gracious support of this ministry and podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Our hope and prayer throughout this series is to not only consider Galatians 5 in its context, but chat through how to abide in the Spirit so the power of Christ is powerfully working in and through us so that we can cultivate godly fruit in gospel-focused lives. The result being healthy roots watered in God's amazing love. Faith precedes love, and love is the natural outworking of this godly fruit, Love being the foundation within each of these fruits, repeated four times in Galatians 5. So follow along, and um, as you're reading in your Bible, our translations that we've used in this series is the ESV and my study Bible, the CSB. So we're going to read part of chapter 5, and since I already read through verses 16 through 26. Jordan, if you wouldn't mind reading through verse 15, that would be a great refresher for us. Yeah, absolutely. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ. You who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view, and the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Thanks, Jordan, for reading that. Uh, do you want to go over our key themes in, in this series for the ladies? Yeah, absolutely. So our key themes is freedom in Christ rather than remaining in spiritual bondage, living and abiding in the spirit, and we're going to go over a couple verses again. So I'm going to read verses five through six. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. And I'm going to read verse 13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. And we are also going to reread verses 16 through 18. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to one another 
to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. And did you want to go over the key themes for this week, Emily? Yes, I will do that. So our key themes for this week is God's kindness and practicing kindness. So I'll talk about a little definition for God's kindness. God's kindness, as we wait for the fulfillment of God's eternal kingdom and his faithful work in each of our lives, let us rest in the kindness and grace freely given to us in Christ. Practicing kindness, growing in patience with ourselves and others as we wait patiently for eternity while faithfully trusting God's work to be fulfilled in each of our lives. Displaying the kindness of Christ to those around us, especially those within our sphere of influence. Jordan, I have a question. Who is in your sphere of influence? Oh, goodness. That's a great question. I have so many ladies that are within my sphere of influence. Um, My friend Casey and Christina, my friend Sam. And honestly, you, Kay, and Whitney are also within my sphere of influence. And all of you ladies that I've named have been such a fantastic influence on me, and I am eternally grateful for it. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I I think for me, in my sphere of influence, it would be um, my close friends at our church my trainer who works with me a lot um, with my horse Luna and honestly just all the mentors and spiritual mothers that I've had um, that will continually check on me. Let's see, of course, our redefined leadership team, all these ladies influenced and um, had great joy to my life. And so I think, you know, when we're invested in heavily by other women, we are able to invest in those that are closest to us. So our husband, our children, our neighbors, our direct neighbors, also those in our community, um, those closest to maybe our, our local churches and those that we have in our workplace. Uh, I feel like you can expand your circle so much and, Um, just really share the love of Christ with those around you. Yes, I agree. I love that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a working definition. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm going to read verses 22 through 23. Um, We're going to talk about a working definition of kindness. So our goal here is we want to extend kindness to those in our sphere of influence And so as Redefined Sisters, we are pursuing a joy-filled, abundant life in Christ, rooted in the peace of Christ, while faithfully growing in patience and eagerly longing for the hope of eternity as we display the kindness of Christ to those around us. So verses 22 and 23, just a review a little bit for us, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. So we're going to focus on application next. So Jordan, if you would lead us through some scripture over God's kindness, and then I'll lead us on some scripture through practicing kindness. 
Absolutely. So I have a few verses that we are going to go over, but first I want to say that every translation says something slightly different. So some of the verses that I read on a different translation versus this one said kindness. In the ESV, it sometimes will translate to everlasting love. So just so that way everyone knows that every translation can just look slightly different. Yeah, and I like I actually like that. It's good. It gives a new new spin to the word kindness. So yeah, it does. I looked at it because I was looking at an NIV and it was talking about kindness. And then I looked up the verses in my ESV and it was talking about everlasting love. And I'm like, okay, we did talk about love, but I like how it translates like this also, because that is like the really deep inner meaning of kindness. Yeah. God's everlasting love, God's kindness. Um, and as we practice kindness, we can practice loving others. And that's really what we talked about in Galatians 5 is love. So I, I think it's just so good to pull in this and pull in other translations to help us glean a lot. Yep, absolutely agree. That's one thing that I love about looking at the different verses while we are going through the scripture for each episode. Yes, well, now I'm excited. So. I will look forward to hearing your scripture passages. (laughs) Okay, ladies, first we are going to turn to Psalm chapter 17, verse 7. Wondrously show your steadfast love, O Savior of those who seek refuge from their adversaries at your right hand. Next, we are going to turn to Psalm chapter 36, verse 10. Oh, continue your steadfast love to those who know you and your righteousness to the upright of heart. We can now turn to Psalm chapter 42, and we will be discussing verses 7 and 8. Deep calls to deep at roar of your waterfalls, and all your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me a prayer to the God of my life. Next, we can go to Psalm chapter 117, and we will be reading verse two. For great is his steadfast love towards us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Next, we are going to be going to Isaiah, and that will be chapter 54, verse eight. In overflowing anger for a moment, I hid my face from you. But with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Next, we can turn to Isaiah chapter 63, verse 7. I will recount the steadfast love of the Lord and praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord has granted us and the great goodness to the house of Israel, and that he has granted them according to his compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. And lastly, we will be looking at Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 6. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of 
regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And Emily, would you like to go over some verses about practicing kindness? Yes, absolutely. I will do that for us. The first scripture is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 through 32. Therefore, putting away lying, speak the truth, each one to his neighbor, because we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil an opportunity. Let the thief no longer steal. Instead, he is to do honest work with his own hands so that he has something to share with anyone in need. No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear and don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander be removed from you, along with all malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. The next passage I'm going to turn to is actually in Micah chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. What should I bring before the Lord when I come to bow before God on high? Should I come before him with burnt offerings? With year-old calves, would the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with 10,000 streams of oil? Should I give my firstborn for my transgression, the offspring of my body for my own sin? Mankind, he has told each of you what is good and what the Lord requires of you to act justly, to love faithfulness, and to walk humbly with your God. We are going to turn to Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, but on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a grievance against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also are to forgive. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule your hearts and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. Through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I'm going to turn to 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and sober-minded for prayer. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, since love covers a multitude of sins. So in each of these passages that I've read, I see the word love repeated. So it's very important that everything we do is done in love. Be hospitable to one another without complaining, just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the very grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Next, I'm going to read Galatians 6.10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. Okay, so I'm going to turn to Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 36. 
But I say to you who listen, love your enemies, do what is good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If anyone hits you on the cheek, offer the other also. And if anyone takes away your coat, don't hold back your shirt either. Give to everyone who asks you, and from someone who takes your things, don't ask for them back. Just as you want others to do for you, do the same for them. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. If you do what is good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? I like that Luke keeps asking the question, what credit is that to you? So verse 35, but love your enemies, do what is good and lend, expect nothing in return. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the most high for he is gracious to the ungrateful and evil. Be merciful just as your father also is merciful. So I'm going to turn to Genesis 24 verses 18 through 20. She replied, drink my Lord. She quickly lowered her jug to her hand and gave him a drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I'll also draw water for your camels until they have had enough to drink. She quickly emptied her jug into the trough and hurried to the well again to draw water. She drew water for all his camels. Next, I'm going to flip over to Proverbs chapter 31, verse 26. Her mouth speaks wisdom and loving instruction is on her tongue. And lastly, to end our scripture readings and to give us a good definition of God's kindness and practicing kindness. And Jordan, what was your translation? Is that everlasting love? Was that what your translation in the NIV said? Um, in the NIV, it was talking about kindness. And for my ESV, it was everlasting love and steadfast love. Yeah, I like that everlasting love and steadfast love. Those are those are good definitions. And so we can also say them as God's kindness and practicing kindness. Dig deeper into, but uh, we just wanted to give you both just so you have it. And um, you can look up these scripture passages and hopefully it adds to kind of your understanding of our fruit of the spirit this week, kindness, I think. That's why we love reading in different translations because it just gives you a, a better understanding of what a word truly means because it's hard when we translate it into the English language. So I'm going to end on, this is a commentator's notes from Proverbs 31. Um, so the title is Biblical Womanhood. The closing verses of the book, Proverbs 31, 10 through 31, comprise a poem of praise for a wise woman whose household included servants and vast resources, which would be beyond uh, the ordinary woman in any generation. Yet the description moves from the inner character of the woman to how this works itself out, covering an array of giftedness and activities that every woman may find herself in somewhere. Um, the paradigm has its foundation in character and personal virtues, together with her family commitment, energetic household management. I actually really love those words together because it takes a lot of energy, a lot of creativity to run a household, as well as interest in her community, personal attractiveness, 
We see that in verse 22, where she makes her own bed coverings. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. She is set apart as representing a standard of excellence to be admired and emulated, while her husband is the one sitting at the city gates. And this would be where the assembly of community leaders did their decision-making and issued judgments. Her work was to partner with her husband and being more effective as she brings him and her family honor um, by her own deeds. Although some suggest that this extraordinary woman merely represents wisdom in an allegory, she is described in vivid detail as a wife and mother whose very diversity and giftedness and skills enables every woman to reach out and touch her in some way. She lifts the standard high, and in doing so, she is inspiring godly women to excellence throughout the generations. The poem is fashioned in a literacy acrostic, each verse beginning with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet, making its classic literary form for preserving and systematizing the ideals expressed therein and making the verses more memorable. The Jewish husband or a child in the household recites the poem the evening of the Sabbath in honor of and expressing gratitude for the wife and mother as she lights the candles for the family meal. The Judeo-Christian community also finds a tribute worthy of celebrations honoring mothers in life or death. So I just thought it's a beautiful paradigm from one of the commentators on biblical womanhood. That is the title. So I think it um, just kind of adds to what we're talking about today. And a quick review over peace um, in verses 17 through 18 in Galatians. The flesh is not simply the physical body. It includes the mind, will, and emotions, which are all subject to sin. So this is probably referring in general to unredeemed humanity. However, we all need Christ, specifically the peace of Christ to redeem and restore our lives. And so as believers, we have the opportunity to live by the spirit through the power of Christ as we abide in the spirit. And this is from my CSB study Bible. And so I'll just review that in verses 17 through 18 of Galatians 5. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Okay, Jordan, do you want to go over our last fun question? Yes, absolutely. So to end our time together, how can we abide in the spirit this week and practice kindness? So for me, I really love to just go in and I think really reading the gospels is a great way to view God's everlasting kindness and love for us and how to put that motion towards others. And I pray that we can all take the verses that we have been going over today and really let them into our heart and put forth that same kindness and love that God has given to us onto others within our own life. How about you, Emily? Yeah, that was really good. Well, when I was thinking about this question, I thought about our guide that we put together for the Redefine Life. And we have that free resource on our link tree. And one of the topics we included in there was hospitality. And so, you know, as I was reading the Proverbs 31 woman, I was thinking of this. But um, so a question would be, does the gospel inform my theology and move me to display hospitality? for the purpose of displaying the grace and kindness of Jesus to all who come and are welcomed into my home and your home. So just if you'd like to 
maybe dig a little bit deeper into that, you can read 1 Peter 4, uh, verses 8 through 10. But yeah, I think this was a really fruitful and great discussion today. Thank you for joining me, Jordan. Yeah, absolutely. I love co-hosting with you. Yes, it's a lot of fun. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, ladies. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To continue the conversation with us, join our free membership community at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Redefined Sisters. We cannot wait to connect with you.